Hello, my friend. This is Clyde. Meet a VIP. I'm sure you know who is a VIP, so there's no need to spend time sorting that out. But in case you are having a brain fog moment, let me shuffle your memory. A VIP is a very important person. See, I knew you'd remember. How many VIPs have you met recently, say over the past year or probably six months? And what was the meeting like? Brief? Just a handshake and a how are you? A meeting with just the two of you? Someone who drove past you and waved at you? I wonder if that VIP would remember you if I showed him your picture or if I called your name to him. Of course, some of us are VIPs and it is a part of our regular life to meet other VIPs or, or to meet some people who are excited about meeting a VIP. Well, let us talk about a VIP, one with capital and great significance, one with a great purpose. I'm starting from the place of the most fundamental of details of who you are. You know, like how you would be introduced to, say, Priscilla, the daughter of the president of a country. The meeting takes on an element of importance and honor at that moment. For many people, they would be on their best behavior, while for maybe a few others, they couldn't care less. But let us get down to the meat of the matter. Someone meets you for the first time and they learn that you are a Christian. That is just the opening line to a great conversation. A Christian is someone who follows Christ, and Christ is the most important person in the whole wide world. He is the God who is the Son of God. He is one who created the world and one who came to earth and died and came back from the dead three days later and accepted that death to have been the means by which you can become a Christian. That is your base identity. But what does all of that mean? You asked the right question. Pay attention to what I say because I'm going to mesmerize you with this response. I want you to listen carefully because this statement is applicable to every Christian, including you. But you're a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. 1 Peter 2 and verse 9. Don't be confused by the group issue. What you need to know is that every Christian Every person who has become a follower of Christ is an equal member of this distinguished group of persons. Notice that it has two elements, the status and the purpose. The status tells us that the person is chosen. Jesus himself said, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. John 15 verse 16. That is a whole matter that requires a separate roundtable conversation. But that is the Christian, someone who was chosen by Jesus. Secondly, you are a member of a royal priesthood. You have made them a kingdom of priests to our God, says Revelations 5 and verse 10. Think about the complexity of that statement. You are royalty, sons and daughters of the king of kings. But as royalty, you occupy a very important office, priests, simply put, Priests are those who have access, direct access to God. Need I say anything else? Thirdly, it says that you are a holy nation. 
the minute you became a Christian, your, your citizenship was changed. Jesus said, I have given them your word and the world has hated them for they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. John 17 verse 14. The Christian is a part of this nation that has been created for humans who give their lives to Christ. And so one of these days, it won't be long from now, you will leave earth and go to your actual nation to live forever. Take a few seconds and do a job and do a celebration about your citizenship status. The fourth piece says that you are God's special possession. It is not like you are a slave to God, not at all. In fact, it is the very opposite. For as many as received him, to them gave he the power to be called the sons of God, even to them who believe on his name. John 1 and verse 12. In other words, you're a child of God, adopted into God's family, and God is your father. That is so exciting that I don't have words to describe it. Let me just put it into perspective. Prior to you becoming a Christian, you were a slave, a slave to sin, a slave under the vile and deadly and destructive management of Satan. When Jesus rescued you, he did not purchase you to become his slave. Rather, he made you a son or a daughter of God, which means that you are free, free from slavery, and now you are a real child of God. That is the first part of your identity. Now let us talk about the second piece. The big statement that I made earlier says that you have an assignment, a very important assignment. You have been assigned to, to show forth the praises of him who has brought you out of darkness into his marvelous light. That, my friend, gives you a different kind of importance. I wish we had more time to explore that, but I will say it in two different ways and keep it simple. Firstly, Jesus commissioned his earliest followers to do something huge. He told them that, they, that everywhere they went, they should tell people about him. They should introduce him to people with one purpose, that those who hear the message would want to become a Christian just like yourself. Matthew 28 verses 19 to 20. That is not optional. That is our assignment as Christians to win others for Jesus. The second way of expressing it is a fancy way of saying it. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 20. An ambassador has privileges, diplomatic privileges. An ambassador is on special assignment on behalf of the country that he comes from. An ambassador reports directly to the king or the president of that country. I will end by saying to you, my Christian friend, embrace your identity and carry out your role as an ambassador for Jesus.